Welcome to Magically Millennial Podcast, a podcast about all things Disney from parks, shows, music, movies, all of it. All of it. I'm one of your hosts, Olivia. And I'm your other host, Kendall. And let's we're just, back. Let's address the elephant in the room. We're back. COVID-19. COVID-19. <laughs> Not to be a Debbie Downer, but it really just put the kibosh on everything. It did. But we have figured out how to convene safely. So yeah. we're here to record. We've been very safe. Very safe. So we're back. And honestly, if you're listening to this, you're probably like us. And you've needed some fun in your life. There's been like nothing fun happening at all. And I've been really suffering. Yes. Can you relate? Yes. And you live been, by yourself. I do. I live alone. So it's been a lot of time to just think about everything. I went to her apartment <laughs> the other day and the plants have multiplied. Like how <laughs> many How many plants do you have now? Ooh. I have to have at least close to 30, if not more than 30. That's but like, like it's so ta- they're tastefully decorated. It's not just like they're like you walk in and they're everywhere. They're like regulated to like specific places. Sure. You have a great patio. It looks like a Callaway's, a nursery. Thank you. It definitely does. Thanks. What have I done during this quarantine that's fun? I've hmm. created a lot, written songs, but that's about it. There's nothing else to really do. So all of that to say, we're really grateful yes. to be back and have some Fun. Fun. So today, we just thought it would be cool to like do an overarching kind of theme. Do a two-parter. This is our first two-parter episode, I think, right? I think so, yeah. I think it is. So today, we are talking about, this is Magically Millennial's definitive listing of the top 60 pivotal moments in Disney culture. Yes. So this is like things that we feel like have contributed to Disney's culture in a big way. Right. And it ranges through all kinds of stuff. Yes, and so we fought really hard about this. And yeah, it took a long time to make this list. It took a long time. To whittle it down was almost impossible. I kept wanting to bring things up, and you kept <laughs> shutting me down. I'm glad but you could work versa. in the word whittle, because it wouldn't be a podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it didn't work that in. Honestly, so true. Yes, but we do have like five honorable mentions that we'll talk about next episode. Um, but we feel pretty confident about our list. We feel good about it. Yeah, I think as we say some of them, I'm going to have to give quite a few disclaimers. Okay. Because we did, we, I had to, I was going to die on some hills of they needed to be higher on the list, but I compromised, I think. You and did. you compromised a time or two, too. Yes. I think. Yeah, It's going to be awesome. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. Since this is a two-parter, we're going to go number 60 through number 31 for this episode, and then hit 30 through number one, top of the whole 60 on the next episode. Yes. And in between, we are going to do a special bonus episode Mm -hmm. released. So some backstory. We're going to talk about this later. We're going to do a corner at the end of this episode. We haven't done a corner in a minute. We haven't. Um, We're going to talk about Disneyland. Because if you guys forgot, on our last podcast, we were preparing to go to Disneyland. (laughs) So we've since gone. And we just have a lot to talk about when we get to that corner. It was an event. It was an event. It was a big event. We're excited to tell you about it. Yeah, so we're going to hit that at the end. Okay, so before we do that, let's get into our little list. So we can just go back and forth. Sure. And we're just going to tell you why we chose these things and why we think they influenced Disney culture. Hopefully you agree. And if you don't, DM us because we'd love to talk about it. We'd love to talk about it. Okay, hit it, Olivia. Kick us off. All right, with number 60, we have Dove Cameron and Demi Lovato. We think that Demi Lovato had to come first for Dove Cameron to be Demi successful. Demi walked so Dove could run. Um, Kendall wouldn't have put Dove Cameron on the list. Not But impressed. we can't ignore that she did win an Emmy. For what? For Liv and Maddie, her show. She so played two people. So it was actually a people. Disney show that she... Yeah. You she, know who did that before her? 
Lindsay Lohan. But not for a Big whole, whoop. not for a whole show. But for a whole feature film that's withstood the test of time. But we we compared them. Because they both have really big, like, Broadway kind of style voices. So that's why we feel like they This is together. true. And I would say that Demi is more of a mark. She kind of, like, made the way for all of the people who can actually sing right. to be on Disney. Yeah. Now, I was talking about this earlier. I don't know if you agree with this, Olivia. I don't think we've ever talked about it. But, like, I am really of the mindset that if you are an actress and a singer, I think you should really pick one lane. I'd rather you go, like, 100 in one lane than give 50% in both. Example, Selena Gomez. I think she's actually a really good actress, but she keeps trying to put her foot in both lanes, and honestly, she's a 25% in singing. Yes, um, her producers are a great job at mixing tracks for her, and she knows how to pick a track. Because her singles usually are pretty good, but yeah, I would never pay to see her live. I know, but don't you think that? Are you of that mindset, or do you like people doing both? I guess because it just depends, because then you have people who, like, do Broadway and movies, and I think that that's, like, different. Like, you know, like... like Jonathan Groff? Yeah, like Jonathan Groff. But I think also that's a little bit different. It's different than, like, coming into it, being like, oh, I'm a singer, than deciding as you're an actress, oh, I'm going to sing too. I think that's a different mindset. I think the only person who's done it successfully, in my opinion, is Justin Timberlake. That's a well, big statement. <laughs> well, I think Jonathan Groth has done it. He's done quite a few things. Yeah, I'm talking more so like the pop star actor oh, combo. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. Yeah, Justin Timberlake is pretty good. Because he's good at both, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I agree. I kind of need to rewatch um, Model Behavior to be sure. <laughs> Kevin Jonas I could be another. Kevin Jonas is <laughs> acting. Okay, I'm just going to let everyone know. Kevin Jonas's acting is the number one reason why I refuse to rewatch Camp Rock. I rewatched it just recently for my birthday, and it was so funny. It was as bad as I remember. Wasn't yeah, it? it was. It was pretty bad. Like the, like you only see the bits that are on TikTok, but there's a lot more quotable moments. That Comedy they gold in there. Yeah. Okay. So number sixty, Dove Cameron slash Demi Lovato. Yes, they're a tie. Mm-hmm. Number fifty nine is. Send it on. <laughs> the Disney Channel song that was all about, like, taking care of the planet. You know it. They all run through that field it together. It was the three Jonas Brothers and then Selena, Demi, and Miley. Yes. We know because we just watched it. Yeah. To be sure. The reason why it's so low on the list, in my opinion, is because it was trying to be, like, the circle of life kind of deal that Raven Simone and Orlando Brown and all of them did forever mm-hmm. ago. And it just didn't really hit that mark for me. Well, because you have Demi out shining everybody. It's like clear that Demi and Kevin got to sing harmonies. (laughs) Yeah. Like, y'all just kind of hold down background vocals over here. I mean, she even made the Jonas Brothers look not good, I think. Whoa. Like, they didn't look bad, but, like, Demi definitely, like, they turned her mic up the loudest. Yeah. (laughs) She's so good. They didn't deserve her. They really didn't. Okay. That's all I have to say about that one. Next. Number 58 is The Climb from the Hannah Montana movie. I can almost see it. Wow. Uh, We put it on the list because it did make the radio. I'm pretty sure I heard it on our local Christian radio station. She really broke through that glass ceiling. How (laughs) many churches sang that song? Yes. And it's a good song, but I think I probably have heard it at least 100 times in my lifetime. I've sang it at a nursing home before. Yeah. Why? Who can tell? Who can tell? But it's a good song, so it ended up on the list. It transcended generations. <laughs> so go Miley. Thank you for that. Um, next up, number 57, media takeovers. Media takeovers. Okay, tell us the media takeovers that we should be thinking about here. We ESPN. Have, yeah, ESPN. We have some specific ones we're going to talk about that we think actually earned their own spot on the mm-hmm. list a little bit later. But we're talking about like the Fox buyout. 
except for they bought all of Fox except for Fox News, I think. And then ESPN, I don't know if they bought Hulu, but they definitely like partnered I think with they Hulu. Did. So just like that kind of thing, just really Disney's taking over the world and I'm not mad about it. Me honestly. neither. It's about time. Okay, yeah. next up. That's you. Oh, right. <laughs> Circle of Life. The the decom star song. Yes. Um the real star of that song, other than Hilary Duff, would be Taj Mallory. Taj Mallory. Oh my god. If gosh. you are sitting here listening to this podcast, please make a mental note to go and watch that video after you listen to this. Yeah, please do. It was quality. Christy Carlson Romano, Hilary Duff, Raven, Chelsea What's Her Head from That So Raven. I saw her in uh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. She was good? She was really good. Who else was in it? Taj, Orlando Brown. Oh, I can't remember. It was a oh, lot oh, of people. Oh, uh, what's his head from Even Stevens? Twitty? Oh, he yeah. said one line. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't great, but he was in it. He was in it. That one was cool because that was like, that hadn't been done before. That was the first of its kind to get all of the stars from all the shows to come together and sing the songs. I thought it was so cool. You know That we, we missed, remember. Though? Shia. Yeah. Shy wasn't in that song. We remember that being the first song. So if there was another song where people have done that before, it just wasn't as powerful as this one. This one was the first one that really made a mark, I yeah. would say. Um, okay, number 55 is sitcoms that had a Disney World episode. Yes, you could find those on any kind of ABC, ABC Family yeah, Boy show. Yeah, World. Yes. Um, Full Corey House. and Topanga really had a moment. I've been, I've been there where they kissed in the little marine. What a special episode, honestly. Yeah. And then when Michelle Tanner from Full House got to lead the parade. Yeah, that was really cool. And um, then, I have one specific memory of Roseanne. <laughs> not, not a Disney show, but I remember specifically they ran down Main Street. They had their own Disney episode. Well, it was, probably was an ABC show. Oh, maybe it was. But remember in Full House when they had Steve wear the Aladdin outfit and that was like a joke yes! because he was the voice of Aladdin? Yes. That was really great. How did he go from being Aladdin to just being like a random star on a sitcom? He was already on Full House, I think. And I think oh, he got it while he was there. Yeah. Who knew? And actually, when I worked at Disney, I when they were filming like the Blackish Disney Channel crossover episode, I was like helping secure the area when they were filming. So you were part of that. Yeah, I don't I actually know if it ever made it to air, but it, I was why? there. I don't know. I never watched it, but it was really honestly that's really smart marketing it is right to cross over both mm-hmm. like hey we also have um a park if you just knew about our network we also have theme parks around the world it's yeah pretty important to talk about i think they do that with every sitcom on abc i think every single one does it are you s- still mm-hmm. to this day modern family did it there's a whole episode where they go to disneyland and i think they did something for galaxy's edge i think something like that too they mentioned Whoa. it i think so that's honestly really smart super smart go disney that changed disney culture Mm -hmm. it really did um okay you're up next mine my (laughs) number 54 and my number 54 (laughs) number 54 collective (laughs) is raven simone singles there are some you know important ones the some call it magic supernatural supernatural true to your heart that's a raven theme song under the banger underrated i would say i have seen raven simone perform at six flags how was she live? <laughs> she sounded the same. Did she really? Mm-hmm. She can really do it all. And I'm here to let you know that I'm fully caught up on Raven's Home, and I think it's a good show. And that theme song is a banger. I'll have to watch it. You should. Raven's Home. It's Raven's Home. It's really good. Love that. So, Raven, I think she's another, like, 
She paved the way for people. She did. I agree. She had her own sound. She was doing her own thing. Even though Adrienne Bailon was better than her, she was the standout star of the Cheetah Girls. And I think it's just because her zing and pep and personality. Agreed. I agree. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, Number 53 on our list is the Proud Family theme song. We had a disagreement about this because I remember it being Beyonce and Solange, but... I remember it being Destiny's Child, and we didn't look it up before now. <laughs> Maybe I should just look it up really yeah. quick. But it's a great song. I think it is the best, my opinion. You and me will always be tied. I think it's the Memories. best Disney Channel theme song that they've ever put out. I ju- it's just such a good song. I feel like it actually could be a song. Like, if it left the show, it could be a song. Like, on the radio? I don't know on the radio, but Family. I just feel like... Family. It was good. It was oh, good. okay. It's both. Both? It's Solange and... Oh, there's Kelly Rowland. Okay, so we were both right. I love that. We gotta watch that later. We'll watch that later. So, let the record show we were both correct. We were both correct about that, and I think everyone listening will agree that that was a groundbreaking theme song. Yes. R&B slow jam. So, our next one. Begrudgingly low on the list. Yes. Kendall didn't agree with us, but she did concede. She compromised. Is we put Halloween Town, and it's just that low on the list. Well, it still made the list, so we still think it's one of like the more important parts of Disney culture. Top sixty, but it's not something like if you were to go up to a stranger on the street, they're probably not everybody's going to know Halloween Town the way they might know some other Halloween movies we're going to mention later. I think you're right about that, but this was our definitive list, okay? <laughs> okay. And if it were up to me, it would probably be top fifty. It made the list. It like, did it make made the, the list. list. I need to let go. Marnie, the Cromwells, you made your mark. Calabar, <laughs> his revenge, made its mark. So I stand Halloween Town. And we'll watch it. And it this season. Think about all the people that go to the festival in the fall. We must go. Well, we can't go this year. COVID. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll next go sometime. Up, we're moving off of that. But if anyone's ever been to the festival, please DM me. Yeah, let us know. We I want to know. know what it was like. Was it worth it? Yeah. The year that Kimberly J. Brown went, wish I would have been there. <laughs> You're laughing. What? Okay. Um, number 51. Now, this one's a little out there. <laughs> it's not that out there. It's not that out there, but I just don't know why we feel like we have the authority to speak on it, but it's Disney Cruises. <laughs> We've never been on Disney We've Cruise. <laughs> but I just feel like that really changed the travel and vacation game. The commercials, I've seen lots of commercials. Like, I feel like I've, those it looks really in my fun. mind. Like, I feel like on VHS tapes, they had cruise ship they commercials. They absolutely did. I remember that specifically. And everybody who's been on one, a Disney Cruise, has seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah, so we'll give them that. Great shows, I'm sure. Broadway quality shows, mm-hmm. I think. So, anyways, Disney Cruises, thanks for existing. <laughs> thanks. You're number 51. Number 50, we have is the Birthday Cake Castle. For the 25th anniversary. For the anniversary. 25th anniversary. You either loved it or you hated it. If you aren't familiar with the Birthday Cake Castle, just type that in, and I guarantee you will <laughs> you yeah. will get the Birthday Cake Castle. Were you a fan? Well, I actually went the year of the Birthday Cake Castle. I think that was my first year to go to Disney. So I think I was like two or three at the time. I don't really remember loving or hating it. I think I probably thought that's what it looked like. I think it's like fun. I'm glad it was temporary (laughs) because it was different. They, you know, they took a risk and I appreciate that they just took a risk. It would be tacky all year round, I think. Mm -hmm. Not a look for me, but you know what? Some people really loved it. Why did people hate it? They just thought... 
they thought it, they, they ruined a good thing. Yeah, they wanted to see the original castle. And I guess oh. if it was your only time ever going there. That's true. But it was just part of like, it was like a celebration, you know? I don't know. I cannot wait to see the new castle renovation. I The pictures I've seen, I've really liked it. I know some people don't like it, but I've liked it. It looks pretty cute. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see it in real life. Okay, number 49. We're in our top 50 now. Mm-hmm. Number 49 is Allie and AJ. They really did a lot for Disney <sighs> culture. They really did. Indie pop punk. They didn't have to go so hard on a potential breakup song, but they did. They did. It's still like a perfect song. I listen to it in the car often. Um, Ali Mae is another group that I've seen at Six Flags. I didn't see them at Six Flags, but I did see them open for someone at Jexa. But guess who opened for Ali and AJ when I went to see them at Six Flags? Who? The Jonas Brothers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. They only had... Was this before the state fair? Yeah. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Wow. It, they played, like, Mandy and stuff <gasps> like that. You didn't know what you were getting at the time. It was awesome. I remember, like, there was, like, one person with a sign for the Jonas Brothers. Like, I didn't really know who they were. But, like, I was on the ground floor. It was, like, I was there oh, at the beginning. my word. And then we were on the ground floor again last year. Yeah. We really made it. Yes. Allie and AJ, they were pretty good live, actually. They are good live. I They just came last year, and I wish we would have gone to And see also, them. Cowbells. I was going to say, Cowbells is really good, and Fill of the Future. Fill of the Future, an underrated show that yeah. only lasted for a minute. I think that he was supposed to be from 2020. Are you serious? I think so. They had a lot of technology that we have not been introduced to yet. That but little hair wand, I would be interested in. I think it like had to have been pretty like not that far in the future because they do that whole episode where like they go and they're like adults like Ali and Raviv are like a couple in the future and they're adults. Ricky he wasn't Raviv yet <laughs> he He's was probably Ricky Oldman he was probably still Raviv at that time <laughs> his stage name yeah okay moving off of Ali and AJ to number 48 what do we have um the Maori family Taj Tierra <laughs> Taj, Tia, and Tamara. <laughs> Love them. Love, Love smart them. guy. Smart guy is so great. I would, if Taj Mowry were to approach me this very day, I would marry him in a second. I don't even need to know him. I just think that he's very beautiful. Okay, great to know. But I think he's still, like, he had that beautiful post for Naya Rivera. So I think that's where his heart is at right now. But were they together? Yes. And he had that, they like, they were, she was a childhood star. And so I think she was on Smart Guy maybe. And they like. She was on an episode of Smart Guy. So they met there and they dated through their teens. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And so he posted these beautiful posts about her. Oh man. And these cute photos. So That's his so heart's sad. probably there right now and I totally understand, but. Once he recovers, yes. you're there and There's ready. actually another Maori sibling, too, but he doesn't act. Okay. Um, I stan Smart Guy. I think mm-hmm. that show's still hilarious, still holds up. And then Poof Point slash 17 again? Yes. I remember it as 17 again. Or I think it was also called I You Wish. Poof Point is something different, though. No, I don't think so. On Disney Plus, I think it's... Let me look it up. Anyways, it's a great movie. You guys should watch it. I think it's probably one of... My favorite Disney Channel original movies. I didn't put on. I think I did put it on the list. It is a different movie. 
Whatever one where they, like, become, like, they're old and they become young. That's 17 again. Okay, I'm pretty sure I put that on my list. On what my, list? My original, when we did the Disney Channel episode of Disney oh, yeah. movies. Poof Point is this other one with this other girl, and I don't really remember what it was about, so whatever. But. Um, And Sister, Sister, which wasn't a Disney Channel show, I don't think, but it did play on Disney Channel. Yes, it played reruns on Disney, so I think it still counts. I think it counts. They contributed to the culture of Disney. And Twitches. And Twitches. And they're still very relevant. I like what they took, and they're still relevant today, because then Taj went to, was on Baby Daddy, which was a freeform show that did really well. Okay. And then I think the Maverick Sisters have those talk shows, right? They're on some reality show, too. My mom talks about them a lot. I don't really know. So good for them. They still, seem like a really nice family. They do Just really honestly. Down to earth. <laughs> yeah. I know. They seem awesome. Um, okay, number 47. We're moving on. Back to Raven Simone makes another appearance on the list. Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters are number 47. Cheetah Girls. They 100% changed Disney culture, I think. They did. All those talent shows where everybody did Cinderella. And before, you couldn't tell people they couldn't be in the talent show. So you'd see like six different people performing Cinderella. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Especially, I think that was at our uh, intermediate school. Lots yes. of people be doing that. And Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen songs. I like feel like I can still remember that talent show in my brain. Like, oh, it I really it. just it's burned. In into they my had a projectors on both memory. sides where they would project people's school photo before they came up to sing their song. <laughs> it was a lot. There was a lot of things going on there. Incredible. Um, but Cheetah Girls, were they the first show with like about singing and stuff like that? Was it the first movie that did that? It, I think I so. I mean, before Camp Rock, before all of that. Yeah, I think so. And it was think was the really the first movie where like a Disney Channel original movie kind of geared toward becoming a franchise and I think that's why it became such like a big deal Mm -hmm. it really paved the way for like shows like Camp Rock and Descendants and High School Musical Mm -hmm. to like leave the screen and show up on backpacks near Target you know what I mean that's true girls leading the way girls leading the way on that note hit us with 46 46 is actually Camp Rock because we rock we rock we We rock rock on I did the hand motion but you guys can't see that yeah you're listening but Camp Rock, it was good for its time. But you know what? Camp Rock 2 had this song that Nick Jonas sang, and I actually really liked that uh, song. Introducing me. That's yeah, a good song. I love that one. They got to act more in the second one, I think. I will say they don't hold up well. Well, it's just because I I think, was it in Happiness Begins, the documentary, where like Joe said he wouldn't be in Camp Rock if the other brothers couldn't be in yes. it too? Yes, because they so just wanted Joe. I think that's very obvious, like that they weren't <laughs> always going to be in the movie. He was carrying that movie on his back. What I think is so interesting is that Nick is always the one who tries to be in movies, like he was in Jumanji, and it's just like, I don't think that's his strength. He is a great example of what we were talking about earlier. Give 100% to songwriting and singing. I mean, he got cast on Broadway and stuff, which I always thought was so interesting, but... It was Les Mis? And Beauty and the Beast. Wow. He was Chip. Well, he was little then. Yeah. Whatever. He, he was just trying to, to get to his shout, foot in the door. Like, I feel like Broadway kids just going to have to shout their lines out and smile. That's true. And just be really cute. Some yeah. of them can really sing, though. I bet he was incredible yeah. singing. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving off of Camp Rock, they don't hold up well. I do think Cheetah Girls holds up well. I do, too. And I actually, unpopular opinion, really like the second one. I like the songs better than that one. I don't remember the second one, really. That's where they go to Spain. It's so, oh, like there's like yeah. the strut song. Yeah, and, I just don't know yeah. it as well. Um, okay, number 45, switching gears from Disney Channel to the parks. Number 45 is holiday parties. Holiday parties. We love a holiday party. We love not so scary. Not so scary. 
Sorry, I had to hiccup. <laughs> okay, what's the Christmas one? Very merry. Very merry. And I almost think this could extend to festivals. So, like, food and wine yeah. and, like, uh, Festival of the Arts, anything like that. Annual like, events, we should yeah. have called it. Maybe, annual like, events. park annual events. Yeah. Ugh, it really just, like, decorates your year with something really fun. I plan my fall around getting to go to Not So Scary. Yeah. And I just think it's great for the people who go to the parks a lot. It gives you something extra to do. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I know they're just trying to take our money, but I'm happy it's to give it. It's festive and it's fun. Like as it. you get older, there's not as many festive things that you can do for holidays. So to me, I'm like, yes, take my money. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna dress up. I'm gonna come have a good time. Hocus Pocus spectacular. So good. It really is good. Um. Okay. Forty-four. Forty-four. Take we us there. Lindsay Lohan. She deserves it. She deserves it. Parent trap. She. I remember being so shook when I saw on the news that she was just one person. I know I didn't believe it. I remember also <laughs> it's feeling like, like my news. heart was broken. I had the Parent Trap soundtrack, and so inside the CD, I don't yes. know if you remember, they had the fold-out poster. Of course I remember. Where it was, like, signed, and yes. then someone told me that was the same girl, and I, like, was so shook. It was honestly scarring, but then you just came to appreciate her. That's, like, where I learned about eating Oreos and peanut butter together. Of course. Who didn't? Yeah. Um, that was a mark on everyone's childhood, Parent Trap, then also Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Mm-hmm. Also an important film. Also featured in many, many talent shows. <laughs> I didn't need to see 10-year-old girls going, life is a work of art. You've got to <laughs> And Freaky Friday. And Freaky Friday, obviously. And Get a Clue. Oh, those are the two most important. I almost skipped those. You shine, Thank Lexi. You. you shine, Lexi. <laughs> um, Freaky Friday is one of my favorite movies still to this day. The music. Beautiful. I just listened to that. I just listened to that soundtrack. And also, I watched the Freaky Friday musical. She's not in it, but it is good. It's worth a watch. I enjoyed okay. it a lot. Just a little side note. Yeah. So anyways, thank you, Lindsay, for your contribution to Disney culture. Those are honestly like four pretty iconic things. They are. Her movie streak, Parent Trap, Freaky Friday, and Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Not one of those is a stinker. And get a clue. Why no, but I'm just saying like actual oh, movie movie. Yeah. Wow. She nailed that. She nailed it. Okay. Number 43 on our list is the Tarzan soundtrack. Phil Collins. Them getting Phil Collins was one of the biggest gets of all time. Also getting in sync for Trash in the Camp. Yes. It's a great movie, but when you think of Tarzan, I feel like you think of the soundtrack, or I think of the soundtrack for before sure, I so think do of I. the movie. So do I. Which, is that good or bad? I don't know. It put the soundtrack on our list. Can you imagine if they did a live action Tarzan? <laughs> Would I like it? They did know. one, but it wasn't Disney, or maybe it was, that was Georgia the Jungle. Never mind. Georgia the Jungle. Very different vibe. But, <laughs> different vibe. Um, okay, so Tarzan soundtrack, still a banger. I know someone who danced to it at their wedding. You'll be in my heart. Mm-hmm. So it just really mm-hmm. has a place in every walk of life. It does. All right, next. I'm going to do Trash in the Camp at my wedding. <laughs> That's going to be your first dance. <laughs> love yeah. it. Scooby Doo, <laughs> I love that. We're going to tap. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, for 42, we did Disney Mania CD slash Radio Disney because Radio Disney was almost just... We're all ears! The, the mouthpiece to play Disney Mania CD. I have vivid memories of sitting in my purple inflatable chair calling Radio Disney to win tickets to concerts. That's where I heard bands like All-Star Weekend, uh, Jordan Elementy. Pruitt. 
the Hey Juliet. Yeah. yeah. Hey Juliet. That's a great yeah. song. JoJo. Yeah. Jonas Brothers. Oh my gosh, come back, Radio Disney. I'd have to stop making playlists on Spotify and Radio they don't Disney have original. Is still... But not with like the bangers that I care about. Okay. They're playing Descendants and I just am not here for it. Sorry. Sorry. Is that controversial? Maybe if you like Descendants. Ugh. Anyways, fond memories of the Radio Disney and the Disney Mania. It's like a pop goes punk, but different. Pop goes punk. Oh, I haven't thought about those in a minute either. When All Time Low did Umbrella, I think they so covered that. So good. A Day to Remember did uh, some Britney Spears song. Anyways, okay, moving on. Number 41, and this is just one that's bittersweet to me, but live action remakes. You know what? They're working on it. They're getting better at it. They're getting better. And the reason why it even made the list is because it introduced a new generation to all of like the classics that we grew up with, which is pretty important. It helped them not die. Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Cinderella. But see, and this is where we disagree because the ones that do the best are the ones that aren't exactly like the cartoon versions. Mm -hmm. And the one, but you like want them to have all of the elements of the cartoon version, but they don't always, they're not usually the successful ones. Like Aladdin was. Aladdin's the most successful. But it's not, like, a lot of that's not the same. Like, the ending, like, parts of that's not the same. But it's mostly the same. Yeah. Cinderella, to me, is the worst one. Uh, see, I love Cinderella. I think Lion mm. King's the worst one. Yeah, Lion King isn't great. That's a really controversial opinion. We're not fans of the live-action Lion King. No, they just could have done more. I do like Can You Feel the Love Tonight. I didn't need Beyonce to act. I just needed her to sing. Mm-hmm. I think we've shared some of that before. And you know our thoughts, listeners, that Billy Eichner really carried that. He movie carried out it on his back. back. He did. He had to do all the promotion. I'm trying to think. What are all the remakes? So there's been Aladdin, there's been Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella. Jungle Book's pretty good. Jungle Book. Are we missing one? Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella. No, Aladdin. there's a lot more coming. Aladdin. Yeah. Mulan TBD. Oh, Maleficent. Maleficent was pretty good. It's not really a remake, but it's yeah. still it's yeah. pretty good. So anyways, all of that to say, I think Aladdin's the best, and it was a pretty close remake. Yes. All the songs and everything. Aladdin so. was really good. We'll see about Mulan. Number 40 is character dining. and when we At the parks. At the parks. So if you've never been to the parks before, character dining is when you can have a sit-down meal, and then like characters like Mickey, Minnie, or Princesses will come out and greet you during your meal. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy it. I like seeing like... I don't really like seeing face characters, which would be, like, princesses, as much as I like seeing, like, Mickey and Minnie. Yeah. I just think that Mickey and Minnie is always so cute. They are so cute. It's still magical. Even though you know, like, I don't want to ruin the magic for anybody. Even though you know what they actually are. Yeah. Everyone is the elephant in the room. It's still a magical moment. Yeah. We really wanted to. So we went to... When we went to the Polynesian one time, we ate at Ohana, which is so good. Mm-hmm. And we saw they were doing character dining, like, at the restaurant next to Ohana. And we saw Stitch. Yes, remember? he was wearing a lei. And Pluto was there, and he was wearing a lei. Yes. And that was just so – they were so sweet. Yeah. I like so whenever sweet. they're in costumes. Animal Kingdom has really good character meet and greets. Mm-hmm. Very cute. Really good. I know. I'm a big fan of that. Um, and that really changed the game at parks. It added a little element. Whoever thought of that? Very smart. Okay, number 39, V important in my (laughs) book. Someone who changed the culture of Disney that we really believe in, Eric Von Denton. He was the first, like, hunky cute boy. Yes, can you tell the listeners what he was in? Because they might not know him by, he might not be a household name for everyone. (laughs) Shocking. Okay. (laughs) He was the star of Brink. 
So good. He was not the star, but he was a supporting role in the long-forgotten show, So Weird. Honestly, spooky. Remember we watched that? It is still horrific. I know. There was like this, it was a dead boy, right? He drowned. I don't know. It was dark. It It was was pretty dark. And then Princess Diaries. He was Josh Bryan. Yeah, but I remember thinking he was really handsome in Princess Diaries. And then when I like watch it back and I see his like really gelled down hair, it just doesn't, the style doesn't hold up. I also remember a, like, long-forgotten interview where Anne Hathaway, he and Anne Hathaway made a joke that they were engaged, and I really believe that that was true. So they burnt you. (laughs) Yeah. That day they burnt you. I just wish someone would find that interview. I think it was on Disney Channel. They were doing a spot. So if anyone can find that and send it to me, I'd love to see it again. I think his prime was Brink. He was so good in Brink. Brink is a classic. So cute, and honestly just seemed like good hangs. Mm -hmm. Who knows what he's like now? Are you the one that always tells me he was the mole? On that show. No, Teen Puppin' Suds. <laughs> Teen Puppin' Suds all the way. Soul Skaters. I guess there was a show called The Mole, and he was like the mole on that show. No, I and don't remember that. Maybe it's Carly who says that. Okay, moving on. 38. We're almost done. Number 38 is Hannah Montana. Hannah Montana <laughs> took the world by storm. She had a 3D movie. So did the Jonas Brothers. And well, they're, they're, on lo- the list. They're, oh. they're on the list, too. But she was also another time where a Disney Channel show really left Disney TV. Channel. <laughs> Disney Channel show left the TV and became a franchise. Like, it was really the first show that had done that. Mm-hmm. Like, Lizzie, like, she had some stuff, but, like, not on, like, not on the level, again, where, like, Hannah Montana went on a tour, like, a concert tour. It's true. It was a creative idea. Yeah. It was a creative idea, and it did make its mark on Disney culture. And it, There's no doubt about that. And I think the ages for that show was pretty high, because I remember being in high school, and a lot of older high school girls, like, were really into it, and I was in a dance class, and they, like, did songs, to, like, did dances to Hannah Montana songs. Hmm. In high school? Yeah. I think we did one, too, the, um, um, Everybody Makes Mistakes. That's a great song. <laughs> I can picture that music video in my brain. Wow. Okay. Her coming through the beads. Here we go. Number 37. The Jonas Brothers. The Jonas Brothers. I don't know how I feel about this placement. Number 37. It's not bad. Well, remember, we talked about why we put them here. It's Please because remind me. they benefited from Disney culture. Like, they didn't add to Disney culture. They just reaped the benefits of being signed by Disney. They did add year 3000. But then they culture. did that. So, like, they already recorded that, and then Disney decided to release it again as a single. So, but still, Disney benefited from that. Yeah, but if, like, Disney gave them the what show they Jonas are. really the show launched Jonas. Disney. Just kidding. <laughs> Rough show. Rough show. Oh, but speaking of Jonas, I was watching it, and Sheena Marie from Vanderpump Rules was in that show. And if you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, that doesn't matter to you. But if you do, that will matter a lot. So, okay, good to know. Yeah. But their 3D concert has made its mark on Disney Plus, and I would just like to say that. That's the last thing I'm going to say. And about the, the Jonas Hannah Brothers. Jonas Brother crossover. Yeah. I'm trying to think, were they in anything else? Um, I, Camp Rock, obvi. They might have been on Sweet Life. Maybe. They were the reason, though, that Camp Rock was so big, yeah. obviously. No one would have cared if they weren't in it. Um, okay, number 36. Number 36 is the choice to cast Adam Driver as Kylo Ren. I just think that, like, really it relaunched Star Wars for a lot of people who weren't Star Wars people before just because he was such a great character. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, one of those actors who I feel like takes on whatever role that he does. Everything I've seen him in, yeah. he's been great in. And I just think he's so handsome, and it just really 
It really sold. Like it really, really sold did it Star for you. Wars. Yeah, it did. But I think it was a great. He's a great character. I think if you he got people who weren't Star Wars fans in. I told Olivia, I was like, I don't really have much to add to this, except for I really love the undercover boss. <laughs> and it's on SNL. TikTok. They use him talking from the movie on TikTok in a lot of videos. I just like when he says, I heard Kylo Ren has an eight pack. That's not, that's an undercover boss. <laughs> yeah, it's not really in Star Wars. It was on SNL. Okay. I still think that's probably his best work that I've seen him in. No. What was that movie he did with Scarlett Johansson? Oh, Marriage Story. I saw that, and he was good in that. I like him in Logan Lucky, too. Like I said, everything he's been in, I've seen, he's done really well. Yeah, he's a great actor. Okay, um, number 35, Michael Eisner. Michael Eisner um, is a former CEO of Disney. Yeah, he was like from the 80s to the 90s or maybe early 2000s. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly yeah. when he left. Yeah. He did some good things for the Disney world. Um, he helped with international parks. That was a big mark that he made on Disney culture. And honestly, that's a pretty big piece. Yeah. I think. I agree. And then he was going to open Disney's America. Yes. Which I swear I would <laughs> never go to. I don't really understand what the theme of um, the Disney's America or Mickey's America or whatever it is was going to tie in. Well, the theme is America. I think they Presidents? No. Remember... Um, an Imagineering Story, which if you guys haven't seen Imagineering Story, you should. It's so good. But Walt was, like, such a big fan of America. They wanted to honor him that way. So just going to be, like, I don't know. The theme was America. And I just don't get it. <laughs> like, I just, I don't get it. And I'm glad they didn't do it because I don't know that it would have survived. If it's anything like Hall of Presidents, I'm out. It wasn't going to be, like, Controversial opinion. Nobody, Hot dogs. No. Hamburgers. <laughs> Nobody really goes on Hall of Presidents. Some people do because they get hot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Okay. Um, Anyways, thanks, Michael Eisner, for what you did. Thanks Thanks for Disneyland or whatever, Tokyo. No, did he open Tokyo? Or Paris. Did he do Paris? He did part of Paris. You know what? I think he did Tokyo, too. Tokyo Disney. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Tell us the next one. Number 34, and some people are not going to agree with where we put these next two on the list, but we stand by it. And as number 34 would be Disney's um, buying of Marvel, mm-hmm. or it could be a partnership, but let's be honest, Disney bought Marvel. Like, yeah. I mean, call it what you want. And I think it could move up, like, as the years go on and it becomes more impactful to Disney's culture. But right now, it's so, like, it's still very much a merger of two different things. I mm-hmm. don't think that it's, like, significantly impacted Disney culture yet. Does that make sense? Yes. And honestly, I think the two best things that Disney has done by buying Marvel is the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. 100%. That's one of the best Marvel movies they've made. And casting and fighting to keep Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Best Spider-Man there's been. Bye. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I just, and I know people are really like, they love Tobey Maguire, but if you're going by the comics... He's my number two. If you're going by the comics, Tom Holland is really the better fit. Yeah. It's just like the movies with him in it, I think, are the best Spider-Man movies. And the fact that they were willing to pay so much to Sony to keep Tom Holland in the movies, I think is just incredible. Yep. So I'm And really his American accent's that. cute. Yeah, it is cute. I think it's pretty cute. Okay. Number 33 mm-hmm. is the buyout of Lucasfilm. Yes. That's a, that's a hot take. It is a hot take. Because a lot of diehard Star Wars fans aren't fans of that. Like, they don't like 
that Disney has bought out Lucasfilm because they don't like Disney's vision. Okay, but let's be honest. Star Wars would have died a long time ago if Disney hadn't have bought them out. It's so true. That's the hard truth. It would have. It would have died out. We've all. If you're a diehard fan, you've watched the making of Star Wars documentary, whatever that's called on Disney Plus, and I'm sorry, but George Lucas's like vision of what Star Wars should have been would not have sold. It would have just really hurt the franchise. And at the end of the day, they Dis- needed that Disney magic. They needed that Disney magic to help them make that money. Yeah. And George Lucas can complain all he wants on Skywalker Ranch. Bye. <laughs> See you later. Okay, we have two more. Olivia, Only tell two us. More. Number 32. Number 32 is Disney Parades. We love Disney we Parades. We love Disney Parades. Oh, I miss them. Miss them. A lot. We actually, when we went to Disneyland, were like one of the first people to see the Magic Happens Parade. Ugh. It was good. It was good. It was really good. The song was incredible. A banger. Todrick. Yes, the floats were gorgeous. Beautiful uh, costumes. We do think they could have had more floats. Okay, it was so weird. Like, the floats were so spaced out that I honestly thought, whenever we watched it, I was like, I think that they took some out because of COVID or something, but that's actually how the parade is. And now I'm just having this thought. I'm just thinking it now, and I wonder, because they're going to be releasing more um, pretty diverse animated films in the future, and mm-hmm. I wonder if they were leaving space to add those floats in. That would be smart. If they were, uh, the Moana slide, incredible. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the Frozen one was really cool too. Coco's was really good too. He was so cute, playing his little guitar. Yeah, it was. It's a pretty good parade. It's I just wish there parade. were more floats. I'm just thinking about. I think it's the new movie. I want to say it's Raya or Raya, the one with the dragon, and I think it's Asian. Yeah. That would make a gorgeous float. So now I almost wonder if that was their plan all along is to allow to add those floats in as new movies come out. Maybe, but I thought maybe you could fill it with something. But I guess that's a waste of money. Mm-hmm. But so, but we still think that Festival of Fantasy, like the parade itself, is the stronger parade. Yeah. But Magic Happens has a lot of potential and it's the better song. I think it'll grow into a really great classic staple. Yes. But Disney parades really, like... They've added so much to Disney culture. When they you think are. about going to Disney World, you like build your day around being able to see a parade. That's what people yes. think of whenever they go on a Disney vacation. Mm-hmm. Move It, Shake It Parade is oh, one of my favorites. So fun. <laughs> it's a good time. Come on, everybody, put your ears on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so fun. Um, okay. And then 31. This 31, is our last, last one, one for, for this episode. Yeah, for this episode. Number 31 is Julie Andrews mm-hmm. and her collective work. Queen Julie. She was another great get, along with Phil Collins. She was in the first hybrid real life and animated film. Yes. And musical, honestly. Yes. And it was <sighs> such a journey to get there if you watch Saving Mr. Banks. Love that, that movie. That was the sugar coated version of that journey. And Julie Andrews is a beautiful queen everything she does mm-hmm. is incredible princess diaries she did so one many and two. yeah one and two so many great cameos on muppets yeah which is just she just has a great heart i think yep i'd like to mention sound of music just because it's on disney plus but i think it was made by abc or something like okay disney must own it if it's yeah. on disney plus can you get more classic than joy andrews no you can't you can't she had to be on the list mary poppins was like a turning point for the disney company i think Yes. Massive. And I think it was, like, so respectful of her to, like, not want to be in the new Mary Poppins because she didn't want to – people like, she didn't want people comparing her to Emily Blunt's Mary Poppins. 
A literal queen. Yeah, but she, cause I think she still showed up to the premiere, but I'm not 100%. I'm sure she did. Just to support. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That's the kind of classy lady that I want to be whenever I'm, how old is she, like 80? Mm-hmm. She does a podcast, I think, because I saw it on Tan France's page. Oh, where my word. She and her daughter and her granddaughter talk about books or like read books or something like That's that. That's the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and I think Tan France, he, he was on one of the episodes with him. We love Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. She just rounds this thing out perfectly. She does. She's Disney, a great what a get. In. Great job on getting Julie Andrews. Um, okay, so those were the first 30. First 30. Of our top 60 pivotal moments in Disney culture. So if you think we missed some, we're not done say, with the list yet. That's true. There are some that could be in our top 30 that you just haven't heard yet. And I'm wondering if people are going to have some backlash on our yes, opinions. Yes, we would love to hear like what you agreed with, what you didn't agree with. Um, and then you'll get the full list yeah. on the next episode. And it was hard for us to agree because people really are hard. like die hard on certain things. I mean, it's not a hill to die on. We're just making a list of our opinions. But still, it's yes, interesting to hear. I really do think that if we were to get backlash, I'm just making predictions, I don't know, is I think that Marvel and Lucasfilms would be some of the most controversial. And I do think ranking Demi Lovato so low could be a controversial We're going to get some heat. <laughs> we are going to get some heat from some fan pages for sure. Because Sunny with a Chance was really a successful show. But yeah. I I just, I don't think, I like, I think. We said what we said. We said what we said. We're leaving it out there. <laughs> Whatever. We said it. Okay. And now it's time for our corner. Yeah. We went to Disneyland. We went to Disneyland. In COVID. We, Before COVID, honestly. Well, whatever. At the very cusp of it. Honestly, it feels like a fever dream. Sometimes people ask me about it and I forgot I even went. So we went in March. We went in March. It yes. was like the f- the second week of March, I think. We left, like we got there March 8th and we left on the 13th. Yes. Um, and as you probably know, Disneyland closed on the 13th. It was just the weirdest experience. We were sitting in Animation Academy and... I remember my friend texted me asking if we were okay if because they had announced that Disneyland was going to be closing, which if we that was Kendall's fear before we went. She was afraid we would get there and it would be closed down. So it was just really crazy. I would have lost it. That while we were there like it just coincided exactly that the like our last day was the last day. They had one more day after that and then they closed. Yeah, and we walked out of Animation Academy, and I don't know if this is going to hit with people, but you know that scene in The Grinch where they walk out and they realize that The Grinch took all their presents and they're all going, whoa, That is what I pictured in my mind. People were like all reading their phones, freaking out that the parks were closing. I can only imagine what if that had been your first day of vacation and then the rest of it was closed. And can I say like, what that was really and this is gonna sound horrible but that's what made covid feel very real for me like i think that you know like even back home people like really weren't like oh like it's not a big deal but like it was a big enough deal that disney closed and like disney well the only other time disney had closed i think like in years was on the day after 9-11 or on 9-11 yeah the day after yeah so it was just like it, it was really, a big deal like because we were like worried about it you know like we were concerned about covid but we didn't realize i guess it was that serious <laughs> until they're like we're closing disneyland yeah so i just didn't think we realized that it was going to be like ultimate pandemic mode at that point which i don't think anyone really did we were no. being smart and sanitizing and 
whatever, wiping down all of our stuff. But yeah, it got real really fast. We're very COVID conscious. Very COVID conscious. Yeah. Okay, but these are our hot Disneyland takes. Our hot takes. From what we can remember. Yeah. And we're also, like I said earlier, we're releasing this bonus episode. We recorded this in our hotel room. Mm-hmm. This was like the last night of the trip. We had come back from the park the last night. We sat down around the table with emergency and we just dished our thoughts on Disneyland versus Disney World. So we're going to release that because yeah. that was our fresh opinion. And it's funny. And it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Or we think it's funny. Yeah. So Olivia, share some hot takes. So our hot take is we did think that Disneyland had better food. And let me pivot here and say it has better quick service food i will say like i think their quick service options are a way wider range uh-huh um if you're like there are healthier options and we don't eat that healthy on vacation because it's not really part of vacation lifestyle but Mm-mm. we also like aren't like fried food eaters for every meal no. and i do feel like that's a lot of what disneyland offers but that's true their fried food versions are great yeah <laughs> Pixar Pier. We've really had a good time at Pixar Pier. Yes. Oh, the Lamplight Lounge was super good. Ugh. We love Lamplight Lounge. We love Lamplight Lounge. And I sat in that cushy chair and I took a nap. It would be worth it to me. Like, I wish we'd eaten there multiple times. Like, if, if we go back to Disneyland. Yeah. We ate at Blue Bayou and we thought that, like. If you remember, we were really excited about Blue Bayou. Yeah, and I think the vibes are a 10 out of 10, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it, it was pretty expensive, so I don't know that I would, like, make that a must-go-to every time I go to the park. Yes, and our friend Michaela, who went with us, had been there before, she did mention that. She's like, you can get all this food cheaper somewhere else, but we were like, we've never been, and we want to experience it. And it's worth going one time, I would say. Yeah, I, I wouldn't probably go again unless someone else is paying for me to go. Yeah, I'd rather go to Lamplight. Yeah, because it's just like eating a fried sandwich and french fries, and we were so hot. It's just a lot of heavy food. It's a lot of heavy food, yeah. Um, But Lamplight is fun because they have like interesting foods. They have interesting drinks. The There's always stuff to look at whenever you're sitting inside. It's just cool. It's a yeah. cool environment. So And we're researchers, so I feel before we went to those restaurants, kind of like kind of had an idea of what we were kind of going to get. But we had the salmon burger, and that was really good. That was so good. So I've good. been to Lamplight before, but it was I had something different earlier. Um, okay, we also said the classic rides are better there. Yes. So walk us through. Which ones did you like? Um, I liked all the classic rides that we rode personally. I really liked Small World seeing all the little characters. Like oh, Stitch their and Small things World like that. was so good. Um, Beautiful I liked, on the outside. Um, their rides were spookier, which I enjoyed. So like Alice, Alice in Wonderland. was spooky. And I, I appreciated that. That was fun. Snow White Scary Adventure was closed Ugh, for I was refurb. so bummed about yeah, that. Yeah, we were really excited about that. Uh, Mr. Toad's, I don't know if you wrote that, but Michaela I and I wrote it, and I really liked Mr. Toad's. I liked that you could feel, like, the fire. It was so interesting that they ended up in hell. <laughs> so, Do they really? Yeah. That's the story? That's the story. He, like, drives through all the town and gets in all these wrecks, and then he, like, drives, I think, right into hell. That's really unredemptive. Yeah. Is that how it ends? Yeah. Oh, my word. Okay, glad I missed it. Bye. Here's my one downside about Disneyland. Too many rules. And I told several workers my thoughts about this. I just told them, y'all have way too many rules here because here's what happened. I brought my like classic Mickey ears. Y'all know the ones. They're like the round little hat with the whatever, the classics. Like the, the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah, yeah, the Mouseketeers. Um, so I brought my Disney ones because Olivia and I were going to get them embroidered. She bought a pair there and I had mine from Disney World. Bring them into a store. And I say, hey, I want to get my name on these. And the guy 
told me I couldn't because they weren't from Disneyland. And I thought he was joking, so I kind of laughed. And then he was like, but no, seriously, I can't embroider those because they're from Disney World. And I said, y'all have way too many rules here. Yes. And I left. Well, and it was so, like, I can see them doing that of, like, you bring in your, like, here is A my random Target hat. <laughs> yeah, here's my Target hat. Will you stitch it? But, like, it's very clearly, like, a Disney World hat like she's it's a Disney World hat and they wouldn't have known and we did not guess realize this either is that the the seal on it will say Disney World or Disneyland and that's how he knew so like if it hadn't said Disney Disney World on it he would have been bored it for her but which is so silly and then our popcorn trick you we can't tried. do that there we don't know if that was a COVID rule or not so if you were a Disneyland regular and you can you usually refill popcorn buckets? Because that's like our go-to thing is we get one popcorn bucket, not your designer popcorn buckets, just like the basic like $14, $12, and we hook it to a backpack and we refill that puppy the whole time we're there. Yeah. And they didn't let us do it, which yeah. was such a bummer. So that was my only downside. They had way more like rules and regulations than World did, but that also could have been because we were there at the beginning of the COVID pandemic. Yes. So um, we loved Animation Academy. Loved it. We went several times yes and I would say that my artistic abilities went up over that trip it was really fun I will say we liked it because it rained the whole time we were there what are the odds it was our understanding yeah it was our understanding that California didn't rain (laughs) so but we were very wrong about that every single day it rained for hours at a time yeah it was bad it was bad um a couple of just like little quick hits because we've talked so much to y'all during this one um Guardians Ride, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Loved it. Loved the music. Ugh, it was so good. Love that churro toffee. Wish I had some right now. I would do anything for that churro toffee. Oof, so good. Um, we got our conductor Mickey hats. Ugh, they're so cute. We really wanted them. And I need to tell everyone that mine lost. <laughs> okay, so I moved and I had it packed in a little box and it got squished. So now, every now and then, whenever I'm sitting in my room, just kind of sitting around, I put it on so it'll get it shaped back. <laughs> so if you ever walk by my window... There I'll be. Um, one downside. We went to see Frozen. It was so cold. We had come. We had been waiting in the it rain. It had been like pouring rain. And we were waiting in the rain outside for They're like. blowing snow in there. Yeah. And then we. It was cold in there. It was so cold. So cold. But then Elsa, she kept doing this weird breathing technique that was so distracting. She was like, um, the snow glows white on the mountain. I, not a footprint to be seen. She was hyping herself up for that high note. She just kept breathing through her nose all loud and annoying. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we had great merch finds at Disneyland. So much great merch. Tie-dye, vintage. We had to buy socks because it got so cold. Oh, it was so Rained fun. We got socks. great merch. Yeah. And seeing Cars Land light up at night, uh, I will never forget. That is a magical moment. Yeah. Michaela and I tried the corn on the cob, which we didn't know was a Disneyland thing, but it, it was everywhere. So we gave it a try. It tasted like corn on the cob, but at Disney, so it was enjoyable. It's like the pop secret popcorn. We know it's pop secret, but it tastes different. Yeah, it's made with love. Um, And magic. And magic. (laughs) And we saw several influencers in the wild, and they saw us. That's That's the most important part. They saw us, okay? Um, But it was a great... I'm honestly so grateful we got to go right before everything shut down. It was like a last little woo before yeah. everything went and then we came back and we quarantined and then yeah. the, the nation quarantined so and we haven't been back since <laughs> so we haven't been back since we have high hopes if everything 
maybe calms down, we want to go for fall, for Halloween. We know if there's no not, party, but... If not Halloween, you guys know we love a March Disney trip. We so. do. Spring break. Spring Catch break. us there on spring break. But we're so grateful that you listen to the podcast. We just have fun getting to do it. Yes. And we hope that in your quarantine, it's like a piece of fun in all of the mundane things that we're all doing. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hey, and if you don't, follow us on Instagram. We're at Magically Millennial Podcast on Instagram. We post good memes, good content, photos from the parks. Yes. You Lots need to be of there. Fun stuff on there. We also have a Spotify Magically Millennial playlist. Um, that you can find on our Instagram as well. And it just has all the songs that we reference on our shows so that you can continue to have the fun post-pod. Love it! (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Bye.